Hi, I'm Kira. And I'm Sarah. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to Decom Mission. Well, Halloween is over. Halloween is finished. Halloween it's is done. canceled. <laughs> The election's over. Unfortunately, we don't know the results yet. Yeah, we don't know the so results yet. <laughs> we can't make any comments on it. Mm-hmm. And we we skipped a, a week, an uploading week, last week, just because, you know, we didn't want to... The Wednesday after a presidential election is uh, not always a great time. The, the 2016 election, I was living in Chicago, and for those who don't know, in early November of 2016 the Cubs won the World Series for the first time in 108 years and so Chicago was like it was like walking down the street and you could just hear like come on get happy like it was like everyone was like waving at each other and and like smiling and we would just nod at each other like I'm not even making this up like I have a really strong memory of walking down Addison and like I because I had to walk the girls that I was nannying to preschool and I mean, everyone was just so happy. And then a week later, max, it was like it, it was like a few days to a week or something mm-hmm. was the day after the election. And it was just it was like tumbleweeds blowing and everyone was like right. ripping Complete themselves. And, it was, and we were just scared. It was horrifying. Mm-hmm. And after the World Series, surprisingly, pleasantly surprisingly, there weren't any riots for the World Series. Like everyone was just really happy and nice. I'm sure there was some problems, but, like, when the Blackhawks won the hockey Stanley Cup thing, I know it's called the Stanley Cup, but my brain just went, the hockey thing. <laughs> whatever that thing they win is in hockey. So they won the Stanley Cup back in whatever year it was, and there were riots, and there was fires, and it was stupid, because that's stupid. Nobody should do that. Why are there riots when they, I mean, I don't... When they win? When I they know, win. You, you think it would be when they lose? <laughs> what? <laughs> but when the Cubs won, I mean, everyone was just jovial and go cubs go the uh steve goodman song was just playing everywhere Mm -hmm. and it was really cool and and then it was just it was like the sun just someone dumped water on it and then it was gone it was like i do like i think about that the the time after the world series win which i don't know if people listening to this necessarily know but i'm a diehard cubs fan like i love the cubs and I could talk about them all day. I got hired at a company where, like, the CEO is from Chicago and a bunch of people are from Chicago. And, like, we, I'm able to connect with some of my new coworkers by talking about the Cubs. So, for me, even more, the time after the World Series was this amazing time. And I had just moved to Chicago, like, a couple months earlier. I just started, literally just started dating Ethan. Wow. Our anniversary is it's on like October 30th. A perfect couple of months. Yeah, it was amazing. To be moving to Chicago. Yeah, it was great. It was really cool. And the Cubs, they lost the first three games of the World Series. And then, and they, then they won, won the, the other four. four. I forgot about that. That's amazing. It's what really cool. Oh, fun fact. The Cubs are the only team in the entirety of Major League Baseball that did not have a single player contract. The coronavirus. Seriously? The only team? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Good for the them. The only team. And there's a lot of teams, my friend. Yeah. I feel like... Th- I can understand how the NBA did theirs. They had their little bubble down in But they still got it. They still had they still had people contract it. Yeah. 
I don't know. It's like they were finishing their season. They wanted to give someone a championship and they tried really hard to keep people isolated down there. But I don't know. With all no, these sports, sports opening back happened. up, it's, yeah, it's. With baseball, the thing about baseball that I'll at least say is that baseball compared to football and basketball mm-hmm. way is less contact. way less contact. Mm-hmm. Like baseball is like you can keep your distance pretty well. Like you'll have to tag people, but like it's a it's it's a minorly contact sport. Yeah, football the, is all contact. And, it's literally yeah. tackle. <laughs> hockey, basketball, and football. Ba- basketball the least amount, but like hockey and football especially are just constant contact. And the fact that that's gonna happen disgusts me. Honestly, mm-hmm. I'm so conflicted because I'm like I love having some sort of normalcy because I mean you know I love football, but. I haven't even been watching it just because I feel so gross that it's even happening. It's so gross. It's disgusting. Especially, like, Big Ten football is starting now. The Badgers had their first game on Friday night. It's just like, those are colleges. Yeah. Those are kids. They're not even getting paid. They're not getting paid. They're having to do all their classes online. Okay, maybe some of the... I don't know about all of them, but, like, some of the schools might not even have them take the classes because they're only going to college to play for them. But it's just, like... It's gross. And like I said, I love baseball. I'm a diehard baseball fan. But the capitalistic, disgusting, slimy reverse side of it is gross. Mm -hmm. And it just, it bothers me a lot. It really does. And like I do normally try and and support college level things. College baseball is not as prevalent as like college basketball, which is my favorite kind of basketball. I think the NBA is really impressive, but again, there's just so much money and people get just like, you know, the rest on their laurels by the amount of money that they make. Oh, but with yeah. college, they're still pr- trying to prove themselves. I mean, I don't watch a lot of basketball, but I'd far I'd be far more likely to watch a Badger basketball game than a Bucks basketball game. Oh yeah, I don't I also have a little bit of a I have a vendetta against the Bucks because the Bucks the new Bucks uh, arena took money from the state educational budget why to build it. Sur- why does that not surprise me? I Oh my god. I used to be so proud to be from Wisconsin. I used to be so proud because it was like the dairy state and it was a little, you know, state that not many people had been to, but it had this one these wonderful cities of Madison and Milwaukee and obviously other cities that had some uh like some of the the main colleges and it was it I was so proud to be from the Midwest. And now it pains me. Now it's like, the yeah, epicenter of coronavirus in the world. Yeah, it's it's the only state that has had no, no progress. And Evers is trying so hard and the state Supreme Court is just like cutting it smacking down. Smacking him oh, in the face. Yeah. Ridiculous. It's disgusting. It's like disgusting. The people voted for our governor for a reason. Like that's who we want <laughs> to be making our decisions. Having a Supreme Court is not a bad idea, but the thing is, having a Supreme Court where the people, and I, this isn't even necessarily about Wisconsin, but just in general, I mean, having a Supreme Court where people are just on there indefinitely until they die or retire is is not a good way to do things. Mm-hmm. It's not okay, especially because we have a stupid two-party system, which doesn't work, so people are still going to be voting in their party on the Supreme Court, which is supposed to be this really unbiased state. Right, yeah, sure, just, unbiased. 
like uh, I said, like I said before, the Wednesday after an election is sometimes a very dark day. Yeah. And I just didn't want to upload this. And I, you agreed, obviously, that we just oh, didn't, yeah. we really didn't want to upload this the day after the election. And we really wanted people to understand that we wanted them to vote and we wanted people's voices to be heard. And it's not, you know, being honest, but we don't have like the most massive listener base, but we care about our listeners. We really do. We care Mm -hmm. about the people who listen to our podcast because it means the world to us because we're just two friends, two friends. We are friends. We are the best of friends. I was trying to be, I was trying to be eloquent and it just failed. We're two friends who've been friends for a long time who are separated by thousands of miles of distance, and we are just trying to keep some sense of sanity and comfort in this quarantine and in this really dark time. And the best way for us to do that is to watch movies together and talk about them. And we wanted to record them not only to share them, which of course is a really fun thing to do, and we want people to listen to us, but also for our own memories and our own sense of posterity so we appreciate that people like listening to us and want to listen to us we want you to know that we really do appreciate you and we appreciate your support and one day i will post that on the twitter i will make the twitter happen i swear this this month has been horrible because i started a new job so my brain has just been a pile of mush but come november depending on i was gonna say depending on the world how we're feeling in november my brain will either be a bigger pile of mush or a slightly smaller pile of mush. So we'll we'll see. We'll see. That was beautifully stated. Yeah. I love it. After I said prince. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about Teen Beach 2. Not Teen Beach Movie 2. No. Oh, my God. Teen Beach 2. Teen Beach 2. So the, I, I get why they didn't call it Teen Beach Movie 2. I still think it's dumb they didn't call it Teen Beach Movie 2. But to call it Teen Beach 2 doesn't really work. What I said to Sarah that they should have called it is instead of Teen Beach Movie 2, they should have called it, like, Teen School Movie 2 or, like, or like Teen School Movie or, like, Teen... Like, they should have, like, changed some of the words. Right. Since it, but the thing is, it's the still setting is more a in a teen school, beach but, movie. Yeah, I guess it, it's, like, partly in the school setting, partly on the beach setting. But like you said in the watch-along, it would have been really close to High School Musical. Yeah, with that true. title, and it really, it didn't. It I said that before we watched the movie, and it the the school aspect was not as in it was not in it as much, so it's like oh yeah. So I don't know. I just think it's weird that it's called Teen Beach too, because the movie is still a huge part of it, right? Especially when they're like re rewriting the movie, yeah, West Side Story. It still has a big movie aspect to it. Yeah. That's cool. Uh. So this movie, not going to talk about it immediately, but this movie has a kind of sad ending. It does. It's, it's kind of sad. So I want to jump up into the jump into the blurb, just to get that on. Beep boop beep. <laughs> getting there, getting there, getting there. Load, load, load. Slow, slow, slow. You can call this slowing. Ha ha ha. Ah 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 ah. So Teen Beach Two. It's rated G. Which I get, but I feel like it should be rated PG, but it's not. There's nothing. A G rating is fine. Yeah. There's only a couple things that I'm like, mm, maybe, but it's not that bad. It's from 2015, which means that it was made two years after, or at least it was released two years after a Teen Beach movie. So people look pretty similar, and it's 
it it seems like a good amount of time between the two of them. Yeah. It wasn't it didn't seem too rushed either. It seems like they did spend some time making the movie script, which is good. Mm-hmm. And then it's fantasy and musical and boy does this one need to be a coming of age. Even yep. more so than the first one. Yeah. In my opinion. Oh, in my my opinion too. I mean, before we even started, I'm like it's not coming of age, which again, could have made sense since the first one wasn't. I wonder well, I want to see if there's like a coming of age genre. Oh, it will take you to all the coming of age movies. Yeah. Well, I want to see if you can even search by genre because I, th- I think that's smart. I know you can on Netflix and Hulu. Yeah. Pretty much every other streaming service. I typed coming of age and none of the movies that we've had as coming of age before are on here. Did they delete coming of age? What's popping up? Just TV shows. Oh. But you can't, my problem is that you can't click on the genres. Anyway, anyway, it's another, another thing to add to the list. Another critique for Disney Plus. <laughs> another thing to add to the list. So, okay, so this movie's from 2015. The thing I missed is that it's fantasy musical, yeah. But I forgot to say, this movie is an hour and 45 minutes. This is the longest decom we've watched yet. By a By lot, far. yeah. By at least, like, 10 minutes. And I will say they could have cut. Maybe not 15 minutes, but at least 10. Mm-hmm. The be- the beginning was a little too slow, and the end was a little too slow. A, f- a couple of the songs were just far too long. Oh, so long. Which were, unfortunately, the ones we didn't, the ones that we liked were, the, the least one, the, <laughs> were the longest songs. So this movie was like a parabola. It was like the beginning was kind of eh, and then the middle was spectacular. And then the end was just like a drop down. And it was like, uh I mean, yeah. we'll talk about it more, but it was like, and it, 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 it's not like a super drastic parabola, but it was like, it was a, it was a noticeable hump. Yeah. Let's I know say. you haven't talked about the plot yet, but I put, or I say that it's like that because when um, Tanner and Layla come into their world, I feel like they're the ones who make it the most fun and entertaining yeah. to watch. And then, yeah. well, again, we'll get into like the plot and everything, but when they go back, before they come back again, oh it's all kind of confusing, but so I think that's where it started going downhill again. Oh, for sure. So, okay, let me read the blurb. So, months after Mac and Brady returned from a summer adventure that transported them into 1960s beach party movie, Wet Side Story, they receive a surprise real-world visit from their newfound coastal compadres. Knowing firsthand that the real world and the movie world don't mix... The gang must quickly devise a plan to get everyone back to their movie world before the curtains close. That's a good blurb. It's nice. It gives you a taste. It doesn't spoil anything. Mm -hmm. That's a good blurb. So basically what happens in this movie is that Mac and Mackenzie, Mac and Mackenzie, I keep doing that. Mac and Brady are going back to school. And so you see them in the beginning and they're it's a really weird beginning where they're like watching a movie, the movie on the beach. They're watching Wet Side Story on the beach and then they start dancing, but they're facing the wrong way. It's really dumb. But then they go to school and we learn that Brady is just this dumb jockey surfer guy and his Which whole we did, character. We did not get that vibe from the first movie. No, his whole his whole character is bastardized in the beginning. It's it's kind of retconned as the movie goes on, but like it's. He's so upsetting in the beginning because he's just this, like, dumb, oh, I like your surfing, oh, I can't even wear any of their shoes with flip-flaps, I don't even bring a, br- a bag to school, oh, science, uh. But then we learn that he's, like, really interested in making surfboards and, like, inventing different types of surfboards, and it's like, 
and then he hides it from from Mackenzie, and it's like, why would he hide that? Right, because no he's way. not he's not allowed to be smart. What the heck? No, and then so the other problem in the beginning is that they're supposed to have gone to the same school for their whole lives, and that wasn't that part seems. of the reason she wanted to stay. Yeah, it's because, it's because she had all these friends at the school and they'd been right. friends for a while. And maybe we're just misremembering from the beginning, but like they, they said in this movie that they they just met over the summer and they bonded over surfing and, and Brady think... goes back to school and he sees his friend, who I can't remember his name, but he's like, I met a girl. And then they're at the same school and then they bump into each other and it's like, really, you met this girl who's been going to your school for a while? Yeah, like a play on Greece, but in Greece, she wasn't at a part of the school, the school. Yeah. she had just moved there and gone to the school we were both so super confused weird. by this timeline and i kind of yeah. want to go back and watch the first movie now and see how the it's timeline to be. got really messy also the fact that this is supposed to only be a couple months after they jump into west side story wet side story is 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 dumb because mac and brady have a bunch of relationship problems where they realize that they don't know each other that well and then they like split up for a bit and that them getting back together and like being like end game type thing is more believable if they'd known each other forever if they'd Mm -hmm. been friends for a long time and then they finally realized that they you know they liked each other and then they were having trouble but to just be like well they started dating a couple months ago and now they're having troubles and uh oh oh, no but they have to stay together forever because they jumped into this movie and it's like no that doesn't make any sense and also just the the treatment of their relationship was kind of unrealistic and it was it wasn't it wasn't my favorite especially because like they were they were pretty cute in the first movie and like they were pretty realistic in the first movie mm-hmm. and so i was just i was bummed about that yeah but yeah so yeah, basically, that was the whole part of the beginning of the movie where we're just like that was the first half hour like, it's okay that was the and then first half an hour 30 minutes mm-hmm. it was 30 minutes until layla and yeah we're like tanner. where's tanner we need tanner <laughs> So Layla and Tanner, you know, come to the the real world thirty right, minutes or so because Mac loses her necklace in the ocean. Yeah, and the, and the necklace is magic. The symbol that's on the necklace and her surfboard is magic. Right. They so do Layla kind of explain it. that, but not really. Right. So Layla yeah. finds the necklace on the beach. Yeah. And so then they come to the real world, and Tanner is even better in this movie. He's uh, the best so part of the movie funny. by far. Every single time he's on screen, he's incredibly charismatic and funny. And I hope that actor gets so much work. Oh His name gosh. is Garrett Clayton. He's amazing. He's he's just really, really good. And I wish him nothing but a wonderful career. What if they would have done a spinoff movie like Sharpay's Fabulous Adventure did with High School Musical and they just made like Tanner's Fabulous Adventure from Teen Beach Movie? Oh, it would have, it would have been amazing. I would have loved that. Disney, please. Do. I know it's been a long time since this movie came out, but please. Yeah. No, it would have been so fun. One thing I'll say about... I know I say one thing I'll say all the time, but whatever. Another thing I'll say is that Layla actually gets to have a character in this movie. And so in the last movie, movie. she's great and she has depth and she's fun and she's... She actually gets some fun, like, dance numbers and stuff. This girl can't dance, but she, she does a good job faking it. But in the first movie, I was like, she, you know, she's my least favorite character and, you know, I think the actress is doing a good job. And I now I will honestly say that the, her character in the first movie was probably really tough to play. She had kind of one note of being like, but I want to surf. 
but I want this and I'm stuck here. I'm a girl. And it was, it was good to be able to see her actually have some depth because in this movie, when she gets to the real world, she shadows Mackenzie at school and she learns that she really likes math. And then we learn that she really wants to do something with her life. But unfortunately, she has to go back to the movie because she's going to disappear if she doesn't, which is unbelievably sad. Right. And what else is sad is that they're replaying this movie in their reality over and over and over again. Yeah. Like, I was telling Sarah that I have a headcanon that this movie, or not this movie, but, like, Wet Side Story, all of the people who are in Wet Side Story were sinners in real life in some way. Not, like, major sinners, but, like, they were sinners that got sent to purgatory, and this is their limbo, where they have to repeat the same scenarios of a movie over and over and over again but they don't know right. it they don't realize it but yeah but well it's slowly weird. they're gaining slowly they're gaining consciousness of it because right because Layla starts going I can't do this anymore and then that's why she goes to the real world I was just gonna say it was really interesting because during when we were watching it it seemed like they were gaining knowledge that they were doing this thing over and over again and getting sick of mm-hmm. it but then when Mac is talking to Layla later in the movie she's like you can make your own destiny like you can do what you want and yeah it seemed like Layla wasn't aware that she was kind of stuck in this rut mm-hmm. which is especially funny because that was our moral for the first movie which was yeah. be master of your own fate mm-hmm. so basically then they there's like some filler stuff and there's songs and dances and it's fun but then they have to try and get them back to the movie and it turns out they have to use a Brady's surfboard that can you can surf without surf. And it's kind of dumb, but it's fine. It's whatever. But because Mackenzie has or because Mackenzie has said to Layla that she can be master of her own fate and do whatever she wants to do. She goes back to the movie and changes. So it's all about, you know, women empowerment and Layla can do whatever she wants. And that's great. But it changes the real world to be that. Wet Side Story never existed, so it wasn't Brady's favorite movie, and then they never met. So now they're, like, re-meeting at this, like, beach dance. And mm-hmm. it's really sad that their entire history is gone, and, like, they don't love each other anymore, but right. they're, like, meeting each other again, and they have to find their way again. And it's like, oh my god, that's so sad. And how many more times will this happen if Layla gets sick of reliving this movie and she changes it again? Then everything, right. everyone's reality is going to change again? Also, Max said to Layla that they would always be friends. And Mac doesn't remember Layla. She doesn't remember meeting her. There's like this little twinge where like Layla winks at at the camera and Mac sees and kind of has this like little realization. But it's never really it's 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 like an undertone and it's it's subtle. And so you never really know. But also like Tanner and Brady were friends and now they're like, you know, Tanner will never be able to talk to Brady again or anything like that. And so it's just like it's just it's a sad ending. It's like it's not an outwardly sad like you have to kind of think about it. So for kids, it might be like, oh, cool gets to be the star of the movie and be do whatever she wants and have girl power which is cool mm-hmm. but she's the but... only one who really gets to live that well, i think tanner knows oh, probably tanner knows. i think tanner gets to be what he wants to be too i don't think it but the thing is tanner doesn't want to be anything but there for layla speaking of which so garrett clayton like i said he did an absolutely fantastic job as tanner and part of the reason that he was amazing is because he was so unbelievably funny. Like, he, anytime he was on screen, he was physically funny, verbally funny. Gosh, even just walking, he made it funny. So funny. How does he do it? But, I don't know. Training. But there was one thing that he didn't do 
funny. And that was he and Brady are at Brady's like clubhouse thing that he has. That's something about his grandma's old house. I don't know. And Tanner's standing there and he's talking and he says, he says to Brady, he's like, you know, I don't, I don't need anything special. And I'm paraphrasing. This might not be exactly what he said, but he's like, I don't, I don't need anything special. I don't, I don't have anything that I need to do with my life, but I, I want to be there for Layla. And what, what's going to happen if, if she doesn't need me and he like he cries mm-hmm. and he does such a beautiful job and like I could feel it like in my heart when he was saying it and I felt really bad because in our watch through I like right before he was done I was like he's doing such a good job yeah <laughs> but he was it just it was goes amazing. to show like even the most upbeat funny happy person can have those worries and anxieties sometimes yeah it was a really it was beautiful a really good moment, moment. It was a really beautiful moment, not only that he was talking about him being nervous about his relationship, which is not shown enough in relationships in, in TV and movies of men not just being angry and being like, well, the she doesn't like me anymore, but men being genuinely worried about their partner, about about the state of 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 who they are in their about own their relationship future, yeah. and of men crying, normalize men crying and I'm so happy that he was able... He didn't, like, outwardly, like, weep or anything, but you heard his voice crack, and you, you saw him smile, and there was just an extra glisten in his eye. And it was it was the best moment I've seen I was in gonna the say, so far. If we couldn't love Tanner more, the, the slashing of toxic masculinity really was the cherry and on he's top supposed of first to character. Be, he's not supposed to be the epitome of toxic mas- masculinity in this movie but like he's supposed to be the male lead of wet side story he's supposed to be the the hot the buff the tan guy that everyone loves men and women and to see him be just real and heartbreaking and funny and charming and he was just so well so so well performed and I I don't think we're going to see a performance like that again. I don't think so. I think that this and I I want to. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying like well Garrett Clayton he he he's ruined everything. Like we we'll never see something like that. This I'm like you know what he set the bar really high, and that's a good thing. We want we want more people to have performances like that. And part of that is the writing. I will say that it's not it's not just. It's not just his performance, you know, there is mm-hmm. there is the aspect of his writing. Right. But... It's a combination. He does, like, he yeah. has good writing, excellent writing, but he also does so much with the writing that he's given. Yeah. I hope, I hope he gets a lot of work. I hope he's so. he's fantastic. I hope I you know I hope that all four of them get a lot of work and and the the uh the supporting characters as well cuz they all did an amazing job. Like ev- everyone in this movie did a really good job. Yeah. Except for the woman who played Brady's mom. Because she oh, was the lady from Eau Claire, weird. Wisconsin. We yeah, so she walked on. Accent. She walked on screen, and she was like, "Oh, oh honey, how are you doing? Is everything okay at school? Well, how's Mac?" And I was like, "This we woman need to is look from up where Midwest. this woman is from." And she's from Eau Claire, Wisconsin. And I was like, "Yep, called it." It's so funny. She didn't do a bad job. I'm just we're, we're just ripping on her because she had a really thick Midwestern accent. Yeah. So so the end of this movie. I don't think I said, but the end of this movie. Oh no, I did say, but the end of this movie is not great. Because it's sad, and and that's that's fine. It's allowed to be sad, but that's not why we we were we would like rank it lower. But the the fact is, the songs in the first two thirds of this movie are 
phenomenal. Like, they're so much better than the first movie's songs. Because in the first movie, there were, like, two songs that I liked. There was the song that Mac and Brady sing, which was great, and there was the tapping, and that mm-hmm. was amazing. But I don't remember the other song that I really liked. Um, The one where they're going back and forth between, like, I know what girls like, girl boys like. I don't really like that one, though. It was fine, but it wasn't. It wasn't my favorite. Okay, here's the soundtrack. I can look at the soundtrack for the first movie, too, but Best Summer Ever, the opening song, was great. Oh, they're listing it by character name. Oh, On My Own was great. That was the one where uh, Ross Lynch sang, uh, he, like, sang all the- his little bungalow thing. Oh, my God. He was in his little bungalow thing, his clubhouse, and he played the guitar and sang, and then he also, like, mixed all the sounds together. That was a really good song. Mm -hmm. Like, the lyrics aren't, like- the lyrics aren't the most amazing lyrics in the world. They're good. They're they they're they're fine. There's the the and the music. It's like wow, this music isn't like mind blowing, but it's it's catchy. It's good. It's solid. It's not it's not just like okay okay. It's like oh, I would listen to this again. Yeah. Then there was right where I want to be, which was uh, Layla and Tanner singing. When they first came to the real world, which was so fun and funny. And they had this stupid, like, arm swinging dance they kept doing that was supposed (laughs) to be really campy and funny. And And they did such a good job selling it. And there was a lot of, like, dumb green screen moments. And it was so funny. And they did such a good job. Mm -hmm. That song was great. I think that was my favorite. That song is probably my second favorite. My first favorite song is Twist Your Frown Upside Down, the song they sang in the cafeteria. That one was was fantastic. Um, but I'll get to that one. Falling For You is the song from the first movie that they just had. They did it a couple other times. Wanna Be With You was something that Jordan Fisher sang that I don't remember. Twist Your Found Upside Down is the song they sang in the cafeteria. And it's and Mac and Brady are trying to get Tanner and Layla to fit in and not stand out. And and they, they, they're getting all these glares from all the different cliques in the cafeteria. And they're like... Well, let's sing. And yeah. so they, they, they do this song about twist your, your frown upside down. And there's a part where they do like an overhead shot. And then they everybody makes like body. Everybody's bodies makes like a, a smile. Yeah, it, it, frown it originally down. is a frown. And then it turns and into a so smile. And it's so funny. And at the end of it, there was like a jock who bullied them. And he's like, they're like done with the song. And there's like a kid in a trash can. And he's like, never speak of this again. And then he like rock, walks off going like, Ooh. it's so funny. And they sell it so well. Yeah. There was a song called Gotta Be Me that was sung by... No, Rescue Me was sung by Sabrina Carpenter, and I don't remember that at all, but whatever. Oh, Silver Screen was not my least favorite, but Silver Screen was where things started going down. Yeah. It started going down, and then... Because then um, Layla and Tanner went back to their movie reality, but then they came back again... And that was no, kind of right, silver screen. Silver screen was before they were. Yeah, came, it was before. But I'm yeah. Just like after that is when all this stuff happened oh, okay, where okay, they yeah. went back. They came back again to save Mac and uh, Brady's relationship. And we're just like, why? <laughs> why are they doing this? So silver screen is a song that Mac and Brady sing to Tanner and Layla to convince them to go back to their movie and tell them that being in a movie is great. But it's all about how being in a movie is great because you get to be you get to be whoever you want to be, which is fine. But then it's like, you'll get all this fame and attention. And it's amazing. It's like, no, they won't. They're stuck in a movie. That's their life. Right. They don't know the fame and fortune of it. Yeah. Silver Screen is the most interesting melodically because it's like kind of, it, it, it's not as like peppy happy. It's got kind of like a bluesy tune to it. 
but it's a little too repetitive. And my main problem with silver screen is that they're supposed to be in the real world, but they're able to get all of these magical like aspects of filmmaking to just be on the beach with them. Mm -hmm. And at the end, they almost make it seem like it was a dream. But the fact was at the end, they had this like red carpet carpet on the beach and the, 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 what are those called? Those like gates with the the rope gates. I can't remember what they're called. And and every other person that was there disappears, but the ropes and the and the carpet are still there. So if those had also disappeared, then I would have been like, oh, okay. okay. It was in their imagination. It was all in their imagination. That's cool. Then there's a couple of reprises. Then there's, that's how we do, I think, is the last song. Is it? It's gotta be me, right? Yeah, because they're like, gotta, gotta, gotta be me. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, okay. So gotta be me gotta, is the gotta, song gotta, they sing gotta. at the dance. And it's like, it's like Ross Lynch's, um... Or Brady, he's, he's like, trying to win Mackenzie back. And then they do this, like, weird, like, West Side Story, like, gym dance. And it's so long. And they have this, like, grease rip of doing, like, some weird, like, do-wop-a-dee-ba-da-ba-dee-ba-da-ba. And they do it. And that song is, on the soundtrack, that song is only four minutes long. But in the movie, if it's four minutes long, it feels like ten minutes. It's so long. And then... There's the last song, which is at the when they're showing the movie on the beach, and then where Mac and Brady like re meet, and that one's called "That's How We Do," and that one's not awful. That one's better than "Gotta Be Me," partly because Brady dances, he does tap on a truck, which is kind of cool, mm-hmm. and like other people are doing it with him, and it's cool, and they use the sides of the truck bed. It's neat, um, but it's also really long. And it does the same thing where it uses the gr- the grease like ping pong. Uh, it's not ping pong, but it does. So it just, it's like pop it. It's like wala wala ping pong. <laughs> it's it is. It's like papa do ba dee ba da papa da pee. And it's like it's 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 too much. And they say it a lot. Mm-hmm. And the lyrics. Over so the over. lyrics in the last couple of songs. The lyrics in Silver Screen are okay if I remember correctly. But the lyrics in Gotta Be Me and That's How We Do were not as good. But then there's that great song that's plays during the credits called Starting Over, and the lyrics in that song are great. Who's but that's sung by something called R5, which I'm guessing is... I was just going to say, who sings that? I don't know who R5 an is. An American pop rock band formed in Los Angeles in 2009. It was a good song. I like that song, and I love the lyrics of it, because it's all about starting your life over, which does... Not starting your life over, but like starting your whole destiny over, which does apply to literally everyone in this movie. So it does, yeah, yeah. So I I did like that song, but Silver Screen, Gotta Be Me, and that's how we do. I was disappointed with, but Best Summer Ever, On My Own, and Twist Your Frown Upside Down, and then Starting Over were great. So yeah. there was an uh, there was a a lean towards good songs. Yeah, it's kind of interesting how in the the first movie we really liked the songs. I feel like we like the songs more where it's the people from the other reality coming into mm-hmm. the new reality. Because in the first mm-hmm. one, we really liked Make It Stop. I think that's what it was called. Where they're, where it's Brady and Mac singing about how they're in this other world and they can't stop singing and dancing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then we really liked in Teen Beach 2 when mm-hmm. Tanner and Layla were singing when they first got to the actual world instead of their movie world. So it's kind of interesting mm-hmm. how we flip-flopped yeah. that way. Yeah. So what we were talking about, about them going and then coming back, is they get on this... This is what I don't understand. So at one point, first Layla and Tanner come to the real world, and then later all of their supporting cast comes. And then 
they say that they're leaving and they're like, wow, they're gone. Okay, let's go to our dance. And then all of a sudden they come back and they're like, well, we couldn't let you ruin this, Brady. We're here to save your relationship. And it's like, boo. Right. You hear the 60s music in the background of the dance and you think it's just going to be this older song that's playing. But nope. They they all come in, bust through the door. Boo. 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 They're like, oh, what are you doing here? You're going to disappear. It's worth it. We need to save your relationship. If there had been a better reason for them, like if if there was really a reason why they needed to save their relationship, like there was an actual problem besides the fact that the two of them just didn't communicate, then I would have been like, okay. But it was was lazy in my opinion. Especially when they came back to save their relationship, but then in the end... With all this changing of the movie thing, they don't even know each other in the end. So what was the point of saving the relationship? Ugh. I just thought about that. Yeah. Huh. So one thing that I'll say, oh my God, I did it again. Someone, if this ever gets like super popular, people are going to make a drinking game out of <laughs> Every time Kira say. says <laughs> one more thing. So a thing that was cool in this movie is that anytime Layla put on any of Mac's clothes, they turned into 60s versions of the clothes and they were really fun outfits. But I will say in that scene where she's the the clothes change, uh, one of them is Jackie Kennedy's outfit that she wore in 1963 on, I don't remember if it was her assassination outfit, but the, the pink like uh, dress suit with the, the pillbox hat. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that didn't happen for a, until a year after 1962, which is when Wet Side Story is supposed to take place. And then the other one was a, um, like, a hippie outfit. And I was like, the hippies, I don't know how pertinent they were in 1962. So it felt a little weird. But it was, they it were was still really fun, fun outfits. Mm-hmm. It, re- it was really fun. Right. The I think costuming... the, fir- the first one that changed, she came out and we're like, that's not what she went in, like, went to yeah. put on. And then I'm like, what if it's turning into 60s vibe outfits from the modern stuff she's putting on? And yeah. that's what it was. And we were so happy. It was. It was really fun. And then at one point, she she puts on regular clothes, and they are regular clothes, and that's when Matt goes, oh, no, we have to get her back right away, which was fun. But it does kind of retcon some of the stuff from the first movie, where thing that type of thing didn't happen to them. It did a little bit, but not really. So it was like, but also, I'll give them a little bit of the benefit of the doubt that this is the sequel, and that wasn't in the original, and it's, it's fine. Yeah. Well, maybe it's because they were coming out of the movie world. True, and, that's true. And there's it's more fantastical. Yeah, I don't know. No, it's fine. I'm not mad about it in any way. Yeah. It's just another weird thing. Okay, let's start with the moral, because I feel like Test of Time is going to be pretty quick. Mm-hmm. I have, I think, six morals? I have a lot of stuff written down, but I feel like a lot of them are quotes that kind of directly tie into the same moral. So Do you we'll want to read yours or do you want me to read mine? Yeah, I'll start with mine. I'll read. There's three different things that tied into the whole, like, make your own destiny type of thing, Mm -hmm. which I know is what it was for the first movie. But they said, make your own destiny. I think that's exactly what Layla said. Someone Mm -hmm. said, change the movie, make it your story. Someone Mm -hmm. else said, don't let someone write your lines for you. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that was hitting pretty hard. It was, yeah. I, there is a part of me that's like, I don't want it to be the same mm-hmm. the same moral. But the thing is, it won't be the same moral. It'll be it'll be slightly different. Because Be Master of Your Own Fate is very similar to uh, Make Your Own Destiny or whatever. Not, what, what, did, what did you say? I've already forgotten what it was. Um, I had Make Your Own Destiny. Yeah, Make Your Own Destiny. Yeah, that's that's, that's the, the one I was thinking of. And, and I have something 
I have a couple of them that are similar. I have two that are pretty close. One of them is everyone's path is different. And I guess you could just say everyone's path is different and make it your own. Mm-hmm. And then the other one I have is you can be whoever you want to be. Yep. And and that's why that one specifically is why I I'm leaning towards you can be whoever you want to be because yes it is about destiny but also it's also about who you are as a person because Layla it's all you know she is all about trying to she can't she no she can't she doesn't want to just be like the girly like oh the men will do it for me which is great and she shouldn't she shouldn't have to do that so she can be the person she wants to be. Right. And that's along with the lines of, like, don't let someone write write your lines exactly. for you. She's writing her own lines, literally, <laughs> in the movie she makes at the end of the movie. Right. Exactly. So, like, I feel like it's less about... That's what it is. I feel like this movie is less about destiny. It acts like it's more about destiny, but the first one is definitely more about the, the your whole life. And, like, the paths that you're going down and everything like that. But this one is more about who you are as a person. It's more about the characters and less about the character paths. And I know I'm not saying this exactly correctly, but, like, we get to know more, we get to know more about Layla. We get to know more about Tanner. We get to know more about... We don't really get to know more about Mac and Brady, but, like, we kind of do. But, like, especially Layla and Tanner, we really get to know who they are as people and how they're shaping how 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 they get to shape themselves mm-hmm. within their world. So I feel like be whoever you want to be and don't and then in regards to people I have, you don't need to fit in. Uh you can be whoever you want to be. And then of course I do have be yourself. Yep. But I think and I think be yourself is obviously an undertone, but I think it's more about discovering yourself. Yes. I agree. And I also had like face your fears. Yeah. I had made good choices because that was something that Layla said to someone. Who'd she say that to? Oh, when they were going into the dance. I don't think it was Layla. I think when they were giving out bracelets for the dance. Oh, no, it was Alyssa. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, make good choices. Alyssa was giving bracelets at the end. Alyssa is Mac's friend at school. And she's handing out the bracelets that Mac made that said, save the beach. And as someone's going into the, the, the movie screening at the end, she looks at them straight in the eye and goes, make good choices. And it was really funny. It was really funny. I wish we would have seen her more in this movie. She was really good. She was really good and totally underutilized. And it was a bummer because it seemed like she was going to be in it more. And I wish that Layla had, like, helped her discover herself and helped her, like, because she has a crush on this guy, Spencer, who's, like, a part of kind of a part of their friend group. And at the end, at the dance, he's like, hey, Lisa, you want to dance? And she's like, yay. And then I wish it had been like Layla goes, you don't need to wait for him. Girl, you're so strong. You do it. And then him him going, I, I, I've been wanting to ask you too. Like, I've been so nervous. And then it's another thing where it's like, guys can be nervous too. Guys can, guys can have these hidden feelings too and yeah so it's like that's actually another moral thing i had like an undertone one was it's okay mm-hmm. to worry it's okay to be nervous it's okay to feel yeah yeah it's okay to feel bad which is a really important moral just in life but those yeah those are my morals all right let me bring up my ranking sheet so i can figure out what to give it i know that i'm being biased because i feel like it's 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 my moral, and I know I know that it's my moral a oh, lot. No, I mean I also said what's the like don't let someone write your own lines. I feel like it all. Ties I feel like in. it's a mix of the two. Yeah. Like I feel like what we should do is say you can be whoever you want to be. Dash, don't let people write your lines for you. 
because I feel like that it is it is a mix of the two where right. it is you don't have to be what people expect you to be. Right. So you it's like I was yourself. on the same I was yeah, on the same I, page as you. So yeah. It, so I think it is a mix of, of the two. Okay. Cool. And like I said, it's not that I don't want this to be the same as the first movie, but it's not exactly the same. It's about finding your your lot in life, but that one's more about the path, and this one is more about the person. And they show that by, I know I've said this before, but they show that by giving the characters more depth in this movie. So that's my feeling, at least. So I gave the first one a nine. I don't think it was as good as the Scream Team, and I think it's going to take a lot for something to be as good as the Scream Team's moral, because death is just a part of life was perfect in that movie. Mm -hmm. And they did such a good job. Such a good job. My mother did listen to that episode, everyone. In case, in case anyone's curious, and she said she liked it, so that's good. I don't think she's listened to any of the ones where I call her out yet, so don't tell her. I was wondering when she she sent us a message, a message saying, "Oh, I love the Screen Team episode," and in my head I was like, "I wonder if we talked about in that episode that she doesn't listen." No, or she if you brought up a bunch. <laughs> no, she's like, "I listened to the first few, and then I just skipped to the more present ones because I want to know what you guys are doing now." And I was like, "Mother, listen to all of them. Support, support me fully, woman." <laughs> well, I we'll see if she listens to this love. one now. Yeah. But, like I was saying, I do think that the moral was good. I think at some point I'm going to have to drop cowbells. I don't like it at an 8.5. I feel like we bring up cowbells every time. And we're always like, why do we have cowbells so high ranked on But morals? I'm not going to do it now. I'm going to do it I'm gonna do it on like, at like our season ending thing. Yeah, I have cowbells at a 9. I'm not going to drop it a lot. I'm going to drop it to like maybe an 8.25 or an 8. This one I feel like is... I'm, I'm waffling between an 8.5 and an 8.75. Yeah. I feel like I want to put it above Minutemen, which is at an 8.5. I'm actually, you know what? I feel like this was better than the first movie. I was going to say, I'm a, I was thinking of doing a 9, which is the same as what I put for the first movie. I think I'm going to do a 9.25, actually, now that I think about it. Because I don't know why I was like, no, the first movie does it better. I don't think the first movie does. And part of that is because Layla and Tanner are not as fleshed out. Brady and Mac get a lot of time, but Layla and Tanner don't. So that's just kind of the the, the benefit of being a sequel. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm doing a 9-2-5. I think the moral was really good in this movie. And maybe I'll look back and go, what was I thinking? Yeah. But I don't think I so. I think I'm going to do the same I'm, as the first movie. Yeah. The same as the first movie. I'm going to do a 9 for this one. Yeah. Ooh, I'm giving a higher moral than you. <laughs> um, Anytime I give something higher than Sarah. Anything I do anything more than Sarah <laughs> that's like... In my mind, a negative. Anytime I spend more money than Sarah, I'm like, mm. no, wait, that's the no. Anytime yeah. I spend more, because when we go shopping, it's usually you buy a lot of stuff, and I I'm just like, so oh, I don't need anything. So anytime I buy, any sorry, anytime I do something different, let's. <laughs> I don't even know how to spend this. I I always buy more stuff than Sarah. I have I I have a way more, uh, a, a way more loose, way looser wallet. I can speak. <laughs> So anytime she spends more money, I'm like, oh, my God, the, the wow, the tables, they've turned so far. Yeah. And then in, in, in terms of movies, I'm usually just entertained by anything. <laughs> so, And I'm judgy as all heck. Um, yeah, I'm I think that the moral was really good in this movie and I'm, I'm happy with the 9.25. Like I said, I think the Scream Team probably at the season close, I'm going to go back and give the Scream a Team a 10. We but... talked about that in that episode. Do we give it a 10? Mm-hmm. We, we probably But I will. wanted to wait until we had like a really solid group right. of a season. What if there's one that happens we've seen something better. from every year. If something happens to be better, then that's great. But I mean, the Scream Teams was like... Yeah, I don't think we're going to get better. But 
near perfect. There's yeah. always a chance. But we'll, we'll save that for the for the season closer episode. Okay. Test of time. This movie's from five years ago, so it gets a lot of benefit. Mm-hmm. There aren't that many effects. There's a lot of bad green screening, though. And that's because they chose to put the movie behind people dancing a lot. So, like, in the first scene, Brady and Mackenzie are dancing in front of the screen. And there's a, they have, like, the really strong outlines around them. And then at the end, the same thing. They're dancing in front yeah, of the I screen. Like and you can see the, the green end screen scene, outline. They were outlined so strongly. It was... It was a white yeah. outline, too. That was what was weird. Yeah... Which in the first movie that they used drops it a lot. green screen a lot, but it was more campy because it was in the movie setting, which I mean it it worked in this one too, like what they were trying to yeah. do, but just not. The costuming was better in this movie for everyone but Mac. Mac looked oh my gosh, awful her, in this movie. Her long camis over her, like way down over her pants, and then a crop top over. And then you had crops. I feel like that style was way before 2015, but maybe I'm just remembering. Yeah, it wrong. was way out of date. And then her dance, her dance outfit with that one strap dress that was really short, and then these huge curls in the huge front, huge curls around her face, and this bun that looked like a wig. She looked awful. Meanwhile, everyone else at the dance looked great. So that was really disappointing. But the 60s outfits were better. I mean, Layla had that great biker outfit in the first movie but in this one unfortunately what she wore during the right where i meant to be song and the part where and like the falling for you dress that looked like it came from a halloween store she wore that one again which was kind of a bummer but her other outfits were amazing so and tanner looked great tanner was really well well dressed Mm -hmm. brady wasn't well that well dressed either um, and there was that water part. So it turns out that, that so they weren't supposed to get wet at all because they were from the movie. So there's a part where they're at the beach and they've got the showers. And it was apparently CG water, not beads. It looked like beads. Oh, CG water. Interesting. So that was not great. I do think that this one doesn't hold up quite as well. I was thinking the same. Like, it, it still holds up well, but, but not. I was thinking a 7.5, which is what I put Starstruck as. And I think that's... Ooh, I think it's better than Starstruck holding up. I I think I'm going to give it an I say eight. I I gave the first movie an 8, I think. So I don't want to quite give it. Yeah, I ranked it higher than you in the first. So it makes sense. So yeah, yeah. I'm going to give it an 8. I'll do a 7.5. I, I guess I could do a quarter point too. I don't know why I always forget. So it's I'll do 7.75. Okay. Yeah. It's it still holds up very well and I think it will continue to hold up. It's just the green screening and stuff. The choreography is great. The direction is pretty good. I think it's directed by someone different. I didn't check. I know, I'm pretty sure that we saw that the the that Teen Beach t- uh, 2 was written by someone who hadn't done this. I need to be better about writing this stuff yeah. down. I feel like it, it definitely had a different director in terms of the choreography. I feel like, it, I feel like yeah. it wasn't, the choreography wasn't directed quite as well as the first one, although it was still no, good. No, it's the same it's the same director. Is it? Jeffrey Hornaday, wow. yeah. But those are the last two movies he did. Hmm. So far, at least, directing-wise. I don't know if he retired or what. Um, the writers... Oh, right. The writers are the same writers from Invisible Sister. Ah. Which is interesting. This is the same year as Invisible Sister. But that's just the teleplay. The story is by Dan Berenson, who we have we've seen before i've said his name before he wrote camp rock 2 wizards of waverly place the movie hannah montana the movie the cheetah girls one world twitches 2 twitches i'm going backwards obviously halloween town high stuck in the suburbs eddie's million dollar cook-off 
the scream team up up and away so this guy we've talked about dan berenson before he has the weirdest array of movies that have some top tier movies i.e that we've seen so far teen beach 2 the scream team and then i like stuck in the suburbs but we haven't seen it yet and then just bottom of the barrel with halloween town high and up up and away Halloween Town High, way more bottom of the barrel, bottom of the barrel, yeah. up, up and away. Yeah. But and then I think the Twitches movies are pretty good. I know people like Camp Rock too, but I mean, this guy has just a weird way. But he only did the story; he didn't do the script, as far as I can tell. But it's weird to me that the the Eddie brothers wrote this and Invisible Sister in the same time, which makes me wonder. Maybe they spent all their time on this and not as much time on Invisible Sister. But it's weird because, well. No, okay, so I was going to say, like, oh, they wrote Layla so well, and it's like, you know, they did, but they also wrote her a little bit. Her whole thing was that she didn't want to just be a damsel in distress type girl, which, like, I get, and I think is great, and she wanted to be something different, but they didn't really give her as much of the depth that they gave Tanner in regards to, like, anything personal, interpersonal, I'll say. Yeah. So, and then Mac was written horribly. Of the four of them, Mac... So Mac started and she seemed like she was going to be kind of the same. And then she just kind of got nothing and was like boring and also kind of mean. And then Brady started kind of bad and then he like he got better and more interesting. But Mac was just kind of a brat. Yeah. So it's. I feel like it was kind of like Layla in the first one where it was just kind of like, meh, that's how Mac was in this one. Yeah. The dialogue was pretty good. I think we said in. I think we said in Invisible Sister that the dialogue was bad, because I, re- I remember it being yeah. bad, yep. but the performances were good. So at least their dialogue was better. It wasn't it wasn't amazing, but it was it was substantially better. Part of it has to do with the fact that it was in a musical, so it was just it was just gonna be heightened more heightened anyway. Right. They didn't do anything else after this. Which it's not like they're the worst in the world. They they're they're pretty good decom writers. They only the only other one they did was called Zapped. With uh, Zendaya. I was going to say, that's a so, newer one too, isn't it? Yeah, it's before this though. Invisible Sister and Teen Beach 2 were their last two. But I mean, they're not the worst writers. They're pretty good. I mean, we gave Invisible Sister a C+, which really isn't that bad in the long run. And their track record is so far better than <laughs> Dan Berenson's. But again, he just did the story. <laughs> yeah. So I still think an 8 is fine. And I mean... The writing holds up, and it holds up better than Invisible Sister. Yes. Agreed. Just because we've been talking for a long time, I want to do the grade first, and then we can do our, our extras. You mean all like of our Tanner be... quotes that we wrote down? My God, so many. So many moments with Tanner. Yeah. I have a. I, I knew what I was going to rate this immediately after we were done. We gave the first movie an A. This one's an A-. minus. Yep. I was kind of waffling between... I feel like in the... Like, towards the end, after... We had that really good part in the middle, and then it started going downhill. I was like, uh, maybe a B plus, but I think I'm still gonna give it an A minus too. It was really fun to watch. It was really good. If it had been a little cleaner in the beginning and the end, it would have been the same. It would have been possibly better at the first one, in my opinion, because the songs, the songs overall were more memorable. Because the first one, after we were done watching the movie, the only song I remembered the tune of was Mac and Brady's song, "Make It Stop." Yeah, yeah, and that's and I still get that one stuck in my head all the time. And it had the villains. I will say the only villain of this movie was uh, Life, 
So, <laughs> which is fine. That's more life. realistic, and it is more real world. Yeah. So I'm glad there wasn't a villain. But the movie, the villains in the first movie were really villains fun to watch, movie. and the the meta breaks were really funny. Yeah. I will say, and I will say this again and again and again. I will watch this movie again. Mm-hmm. I and I will watch this movie and the first movie. These movies are good, and these movies as. I've mentioned before, these movies are good even outside of DCOM standards. Yeah. They're fun. They're really, really fun. They're a good time. They'll make you... They, they aren't, like, too heavy that you're really going to be thinking too much, but they, they do make you think a little bit, and they make you feel, and they're well-performed, and they're really well-choreographed. So it's just... They're really good, and... I hope they keep making movies like that. And I know that they they do make a lot of musicals. I mean, they made the Descendants movies and they made the Zombies movies recently and they made obviously they made High School Musical and they've made Camp Rock, Camp Rock and they and they make a lot of musicals and they do the musicals really well. And part of the the I don't want to say the problem necessarily, but part of it is that the musicals make money so they can get more money. So there's a lot of money yeah. in musicals. So you're doing an A minus 2, yeah. Yep. Okay, I just wanted to clarify yeah. <laughs> for my own purposes when I upload all the scores. So I went back to using my Stitch notebook. I finally found it so I don't have Post-its anymore. You <laughs> might hear me flipping pages, but you won't hear the, the sticking Post-its. And I'm I'm happy and it was easier to write on. So I, I love writing in notebooks. I can't imagine having to write on Post-it notes because I write so sloppy and so much that I would have had like 10 Post-it notes. So the first thing that I have written is that Mac tells Brady that he needs to go to this college fair. So he goes home and tries to make, a, like, fill out a college application. And his yeah. computer screen, it just says college, college app. application. <laughs> and then a couple, like, form slots. And he's just staring at it going, this is too much. And then he turns the screen That's off. The and it looks thing. like it was just, a, a like, a, like, a stale piece of paper with all of this Uh like stuck to a computer it was so funny and then his mom comes in is talking to him and then they pan back to the computer which has somehow magically turned back on and is showing this college application and it like zooms in on the computer it was so funny that's the first thing i had down too it was so great (laughs) the first thing i had written down was that it was an hour 45 but we obviously oh yeah yeah i i mean i guess the first thing i had was timeline confusion but we talked about that already too also, the fact that at the end of the first movie, when they're when Tanner and Layla and I feel like it was like three other people, maybe they came out of the water and they're coming into the real world for the first time as to say that there's going to be a sequel that's coming out. Yeah, I was wondering when you were going to mention that. Yeah. And then in this movie, it's just it's just Tanner and Layla that come out in the beginning well in the middle in the middle of the movie but like the first time they come back it's just those two in different clothes Mm -hmm. and then later when more people from the movie world come it's a group of like eight people (laughs) it's so many and none of not all of them are like main characters jordan fisher or the girl plays chi chi or struts or anything it's like a lot it's a lot it's too many right it's weird so that was a continuity error on their part i don't know if they just weren't planning or if they just forgot i don't know what the deal was and i feel like they could have very easily made a joke about it but they didn't yeah there was a really great scene and it was tanner's first scene where he's talking about his middle names and he's like ready is my middle name and jordan fisher goes i thought your middle name or the other guy goes i thought your middle name was lewis and he's like it is i have two middle names Ready and Lewis. And then later they're like, well, it's going to be dangerous. And he's like, danger is my middle name. I'm Tanner Ready Lewis Danger. And then he says it again later in the movie. And it was so funny. It was so. And he just delivers <laughs> it with such 
such honesty of just, hi, I'm Tanner Reddy Lewis Danger. I can't have to say that again. Hi, I'm Tanner Reddy Lewis Danger. And he doesn't have a last name, which is so funny. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, oh, he brings so back funny. He brings back his low voice in this movie, too. Yeah. He's, I can't remember who he's talking to. He's like, I got to bring up my low voice. Layla. <laughs> when she's uh, when she's don't, like she's already in the ocean to try and go to the real world, and then right, she, she goes, trying. "Don't use your real voice." <laughs> and then he does it later when he's talking to somebody in the movie in the, in the real world. It was so funny. Uh, I have the in uh, Brady's clubhouse where he loses track of time and he turns around to look at the clock and it's a tablet oh that has like a digital alarm clock on it like it's like a, it's like a picture of a of an old style alarm clock with the time on it and i'm like why doesn't he just have a why? clock yeah this is the stupidest thing i've ever seen <laughs> um when tanner is first looking at a smartphone and he said hey small me looking Hi, good and then he has an ipad later he says hey medium me looking good still it was so funny uh this movie was filmed in puerto rico i think the first one was as well i would assume it would be at the same location but i think it was it would make i i feel like i have a memory of it being also filmed in puerto rico Puerto Rico. Yep, they're both filming in Puerto Rico, which makes sense. There's a lot of beaches there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and under that, I have every time Tanner does anything in capitals. Yes, and I have Tanner sliding down the pole specifically oh because that was God. so funny. <laughs> so Brady has this pole in his clubhouse, and Brady just slides right down it, and then Tanner jumps on and he goes like squeak, squeak, so slow, squeak, so slowly. <laughs> Which is really hard. That must have really been tiring for Gary Clayton because that's that takes a lot of ab strength. And he jumps down and he's like, "Okay, I'm done, ready to go." And then they <laughs> leave. It was so funny and it was really well timed. Um, I have someone asked. Someone went up to them uh, when they first came out of the water, uh, Tanner and, and Layla, and he was like, "Hey, what's happening?" And Tanner goes, "Well, we're." On our beach, and now we went into the ocean, and then we're in this, we're in this beach now, and and now we're talking to you. What's happening with you? Because <laughs> because what's happening? He yeah. that phrase. It was so genuine, <laughs> and Layla was standing there like smiling, listening to Tanner. It was so funny. Uh, Gigi's hair, all the time. She played with or her hair. Chi-Chi. Or Chi Chi. Like when she would lean over a bit, and her hair was so heavy, so she had to hold it up. Or so when she would funny. use it she as did a it weapon. All the time. I feel like they really played into her hair in this movie, and it was really fun. Yeah, it was really good. At one point in uh, Right Where I Want to Be, Layla and a couple other people are wearing what looks like Google Glass. Which, if oh, anyone yeah. doesn't remember, it was those glasses that Google tried to make that would like let you have your phone on the glasses and stuff. And they were bad, and it was very funny. <laughs> the handshake with Tanner <laughs> when he was trying to do that um, handshake with... Who was it? Yeah, I Brady's friend who page. he does a handshake with. Yeah, it was but Brady's then, friend. And then he tries to do it with uh, Tanner, and Tanner's just, like, moving his hands randomly, not knowing what to do, so, and he was, just like, pats just, the like, guy on the back at the Patting him was so funny. He had this smile, dumb smile, like, ha, ha, ha. I loved it. Tanner had this great laugh that he would just do all the time, where he would just go, like, ha, 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 after everything, and it was so funny. Oh, my God, he was so funny. Um, I wrote a really great line that I think Tanner says that, where they're like, you can't sing, and he's like... Or it might have been Layla. It was one of the two. But he, they go, not even if it's from the heart and moves the story along, <laughs> which was perfect. It was it such was. a good line. It was so tongue in cheek. I loved it. When 
Layla and Mac were talking to Spencer, and Spencer says, catch you later. And then Layla goes, <laughs> yep, that's my next hope one. you have a really big glove. And Spencer's like, what? And Layla's like, to catch us. And then us. he laughs. Yeah. yeah. And then he which laughs. Which is good because it was a really so important. funny joke. It was really funny, and she was so honest with it. And so I was glad that he didn't just walk away going like, what the oh, okay. He was like, oh, huh, that's funny. And then he leaves. He didn't say that, but he laughed. Oh my god! So actually, that so that the thing about the push-up it must have been before, far before twist that smile upside down, or twist that frown upside down, or whatever it's called. Uh, because so right before they start seeing twist that frown upside down, they toss their trays off screen, Throwback just like they did, the just like Tanner movie. did with the guitar, and it was so funny, and they were so genuine with it, and then they started singing to all the people, and it was so funny. So good. Another funny Tanner moment when that balloon man was on the beach. You know those things that, like car dealerships, those big balloon people that just sway oh, in the wind. Oh, wait, you have an inflatable arm flailing too, yeah. man. And then, oh, so funny. Tanner's just on the beach in front of it doing the same motions. Oh, <laughs> so my God. Funny. He was mirroring it. It was so funny. You could hear him doing his laugh going like, ha, yeah. ha, 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 It was so yeah. funny. Oh, And my then right God. after that, he goes to the shower because that's when they figure out that they're turning or they're I, what's the word? They're becoming... They're merging with the real world, Yeah, basically. merging with the real world. Well, and so right they come that, up, they're like, like, oh, you can probably get wet. So they take him to the shower. And then he's getting wet in the shower. He's like, what's happening? My hair is squishy. <laughs> and right before that, Mac is real. Mac has brought Layla and is showing Brady that that uh, they're merging with the real world. And she, she grabs Tanner and she goes, smile. And he smiles. And she goes, look, no shiny teeth, Ping. <laughs> <laughs> Which, of course, when they would smile before, he they would go ping, and it was really funny. Oh, it was so funny. Oh, so at some points, they show the supporting characters back in the Wet Side Story world, which is great and important, because those supporting characters are wonderful, and they do such a good job. And they're talking about how some of these extras who don't have lines are disappearing, and Chi-Chi goes... It was either Chi-Chi or Struts, the other girl. I can't remember. And they go, he's one of them surfer guys that always stands behind us saying nothing. Which was so, so, so funny. Because <laughs> it was like, I, the meta jokes were still there. They weren't quite as prominent like they were in the first movie. But that's just because there was the one meta joke, the fourth wall break, with the sidekick to the villain that was so unbelievably funny. Uh-huh. But they did a really good job with that. Um, but the other one that I was going to say before that is that Tanner says to Brady at one point, he, or to someone, I think it was Brady, he goes, maybe the problem is you're not tan enough. Because <laughs> Tanner's really tan. And his name's Tanner. Which he makes a joke of earlier in the movie, too. Something, I think. It was when he was getting so, bullied. Yeah, and they call him Super Tan. He's like, "Isn't that's my name. I'm Tanner or something. And then, yeah, he goes, that's my name. Actually, it's Tanner. T-A-N-N-E-R. Actually, my full name is Tanner, Tanner, Tanner Reddy Lewis Danger. <laughs> so that's when he does the Tanner Reddy Lewis Danger yes. thing again, which is so funny. Yes. Uh, when he's trying to spell confidence later in the movie, too, he goes like K-O-N-F-I-D-E-N-F-I-D-E-N-F-I-D-E-N-F-I-D-E-N-F-I-D-E-N-F-I-D-E-N-F-I-D-E-N-F-I-D-E-N-F-I-D-E-N-F-I-
In this movie, for some reason, he's afraid of water, but in the first movie, he's afraid of lighthouses. So I think he's just afraid of a lot of things, and that's supposed to be the joke. But I wish that they had gone, I thought you were afraid of lighthouses. And he's like, I'm afraid of a lot of things. That would have been really or he funny. Or he could have gone like, well, now it's water. So that would have been that would have been a fun thing, but yeah. they just kind of forgot. Someone at the dance said, speaking of mangoes, I'm going to go talk to Morgan. That was, and I was like, his uh, friend. That was Brady's friend. I don't friend. like that joke. Yeah, that was Brady's friend. He started off like he might be a good character and then they just kind of wrote him like a gross guy which i think was the point but i wish they'd not done it like that oh my gosh the end part before the credits started rolling where i think it ended with a song and then at the end of the song they all just go yeah and then they have jazz hands (laughs) it was so funny just oh i forgot about that i didn't write that down i wish i had but it was and it was like a big gap before they said yeah yeah we're like okay it's done now we're done (laughs) Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man. Is that all you got? That's all I got. Oh man. This movie was fun and this and and the, and the prequel was fun. It was a good set of two movies that I will watch again in the future. I will watch when I'm not I'm feeling down. Yeah. I I'm really happy that I'm seeing these now. Yeah, me too. And Gina's going to be happy too cuz now we can watch them together cuz it's one of her favorite decoms too. Well, and she she said she hasn't watched the sequel in a while so you can rewatch the sequel with her, which That's is That's true. Which is, it's good. It's good. Um, What's the decom mission for this week, though? I kind of just want to just say that your decom mission for the week is to watch these two movies. I That's a good one. If you haven't watched them yet, and for some reason you're still listening to this without yeah. having seen them, I kind of want to show it. them to my mom. I feel like my mom would probably like these. She probably would. The musical, the, the tap dance scene, the 60s feel to it. Ethan told me after we, or he listened to the first uh, movies episode that he wanted to watch it so at some point he's gonna want to watch it yeah we could do it as a watch party that would we be sure fun could with everyone we sure could because well, maybe not tonight because like we just people, watched it yeah it's like seven accounts but uh, the thing is it's so fun though like i don't really care that we just watched it because they're really good they are they're i would so watch them good. again yeah your decom like right mission away. for the, for the yeah. week is to watch this movie and it's pretty cool watch the team beach movies at least one of them and then if you only Probably watch the one first of, if you only one, watch the first watch one. one, yeah, obviously. If you only watch the first one, then watch the second one at some point. But I I hope that it makes you feel good. Obviously, if you don't like musicals, it might be it might not be your your speed. But it's really, it's it's really sunny and happy in a time where it's not quite so sunny and happy. So right, and again, depending on what's going on when this episode yeah. comes out maybe you'll want an escape and something happy to watch yeah so. so all right everybody next week is adventures in babysitting the 2016 remake Ooh. now sarah has seen and really likes the original adventures in babysitting and i have not so this is going to be it'll be interesting that this is going to be the first adventures in babysitting you see mm-hmm. versus i've seen the other one so i'm probably going to be really critical of this one mm-hmm. But then afterwards, we're going to have to watch the original one together so that you can see that. Yeah. It's going to be a grand old adventures and babysitting time. Mm Mm-hmm. So. All right, everybody. Hope you're doing well. Hope this comes in a good time. Yeah. (laughs) We'll talk to you next time. Talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.